Welcome to Beholder's Eye Season 3. I'm Alex. I'll be your host and Dungeon Master. Evil has come to the Great Isle. Amidst a civil war, a holy war, and a threat of imperial invasion, only one group can bring this all to an end. One way or another. They are the Chaos Quartet. Zalara of Sin Ilnor. Blessed of Shamhara, world-protecting, elven druid monk. Garen Kelso, dimension-hopping vagabond, high elf bladesinger. Cal Thornbreach, also known as Wicca, satyr bard of eloquence. Mol Urzog, cleric of Saint Allegius. Who wants to let us know what happened last episode? Well, rather than fighting Piatra, the basilisk dragon, we started to befriend him instead by inviting him outside of the only world he's ever known. And then we played checkers with him, and Margraine fabricated some sunglasses out of mirrors so that uh, his basilisk powers did not turn everyone into stone in the outside world. And Belinda begrudgingly um, decided to help us out by communicating with her sort of husband. And that's where we ended. That's right. So you guys, um, I believe, left Belinda's room and we're heading back up to um, Camilla's room, which is going to be at the top of the tower. As you make your way up, uh, I mean, do you guys have anything to say? You've got Piatra with you right now. You can also make a, a stop back with the uh, rest of the Calendorians who are trapped within the Crystal Tower as well. What do you want to do? I think our goal is to get them out so we keep moving. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, uh, I, that makes I, sense. All right, you guys make your way up to the top of the tower. As you get up there, you see that there is a trapdoor leading up to a roof. You you don't see an actual door into a room, but it looks like it, it leads up to a roof there at the top. So um, it looks like a, a wooden door uh, in the ceiling, you know, like an attic door, and that's where you're at. I'm assuming by trapdoor, you mean like a, a normal size trapdoor that Piatra couldn't go through, or it's massive? No, it's not big enough for Piatra to go through. Okay. Isn't Piatra currently shaped like a squirrel or something? This, I thought... Or did that, that wear was off? until we needed the mirror shades. Yeah, that, 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 that wore off. Because it wears off after an hour. It was enough to like get them out and not stonify any of us. None of us got stoned in the process. But <laughs> afterwards, we put on their cool shades and then nobody knew that they could be stoned. So sad. I do not suppose you can help Piatra become small again, Wicker. I could, I, I could try my grandfather's trick again. But um, should we not go through there and see if we need to? Like, it may be a dead end and then it's... I can only try his trick so many times a day. That is a very good point. And is that a, like a ladder up or is there... No, think of it like a uh, an attic door where there may be a ladder up there. If you push up and it pulls, pulls it down, but you don't see a ladder until you open the door. How high up was it? Eight feet. I cast Mage Hand to open the, the trapdoor. Start waving my hand at it like I'm trying to push it open. Another thing my granddad taught me: sometimes you can push things with your mind. You'll push you know it open. How we and... All cast spells, right? Like all of us know <laughs> how this, this works. Is, this, is tr- uh, this is just. I don't know what I'm doing. My granddad taught me this. You can push things with your mind sometimes. It, it, yeah, it, it's okay. It's, you don't know what it is, Wicker, but um, yeah, it's it's magic. You're doing magic for sure. Your grandfather taught you magical spells. I didn't know I was doing magic. I feel judged upon for not knowing that now. <laughs> yes, I'm judging you very harshly. I'm not. That's very bad. I mean. <sighs> 
<laughs> like it is kind of surprising you didn't put two and two together, especially with you know some of those you're taking like little things out of a pouch and you're mumbling words and doing a little bit of a dance as you're doing it. So just, like you've seen other magic like, before, right? I didn't realize it was, my granddad just taught me his tricks. I didn't realize it was magic. Oh, well, maybe you can write them all down in a book and you know you can call it a spell book or something. You know, granddad's spell book. Was that the name of the the joke book he taught you out of or his trick book? No, he didn't use books at all. Oh. He had some paper sometimes, but okay. That's all. Well, well, you know, you know magic, Wicker. Um, it's it's good to know that because magic is very powerful and dangerous. So you should know that you're doing it. That makes it sound more fun. <laughs> Especially if we ever get to um, Crux, you will be in trouble for doing your granddad's tricks. Just so you know. That is good to know. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Open the door. Oh, as you're doing your having your little uh, revelatory conversation, um, you push open the door with your mage hand and you hear a snap mechanical chunk, chunk, chunk as a ladder comes down and leads up into the dark ceiling above. Oh, that's super convenient. Can't, we uh, can't see anything through the door. Through the door is exceedingly dark, like pitch black dark. I'll send up some dancing lights and see if it illuminates the area. All right, you send up some dancing lights. As it does, um, as you send it up, you see them flying up, flying up, and then sparkling up there. Um, but all it does is seem to shed light on more darkness. You do see a little bit from a certain angles, like almost at the side. You can sort of see like a wall, and it looks like you see ground around you, some dirt and things. Um, but that's really all you can see. There's nothing. As you look up, you can't see very far above. You just see where the glow ends, and you see nothing but darkness around that. Well, I guess we're not going to figure anything out standing down here. And I start climbing up. Yeah, it's, All right. it's really dark in there, huh? Go ahead, and um, as you get up there and you cross the threshold, Garen, go ahead and give me a DC 18 constitution saving throw. Okay. Um, 26. 26. All right. You feel a tug on you as you are, as you cross the threshold and you're pulled upwards. As you cross the threshold, you realize that suddenly from your angle, you're not going up, but you're actually being pulled down as if by gravity. You're, you start to get through the threshold. You're able to grab onto one of the walls on the outside, so you're not pulled completely to the bottom. But now what was once up is down and your feet are dangling below you as you're able to hold onto the wall on the side. Ah, well, it is gravity seems to be really First in here, um, up is down now. So be careful and yeah, be careful. <laughs> um, can I? So I am I like on a? I'm like holding on to the wall. Yeah, you're holding on to the wall. What you'll notice about the wall is it's not like strong stone. It almost feels like you're, you know, if you dig with a shovel and you're only maybe like you know a, a foot underground where it's not really strong stone yet. It's just kind of crumbling, almost soil. That uh, that's kind of how this feels. Like your fingers are sinking into wet, moist mud as opposed to um, as opposed to like a stone structure. You're not mountain climbing. You're climbing through ground. Okay, and the so uh, when I was pulled, was it like a fast pull? Or like it was like a fastball. Imagine okay. like what happened was you had gravity one way, you got past a certain point, and your weight hit the gravity more so on the other side, so you flipped upside down. Okay. Um. And how far is down, or can I see? You can't see. All right. Um. Just a minute. I might have to cast a spell on us so we do not die. Oh, I was gonna think I could use these uh, climbing tools. I still have. I've got some pittons <laughs> and some rope. 
um, from uh, when I went going adventuring in the mountains uh, a little while ago. Well, I mean, we can do that. Not not and dying due to magical means, though. Sounds more reliable than rope. See, so it Featherfall lasts for a minute, so... You can uh, reaction Featherfall? Yeah. Okay. I still don't have a new sword. Sorry. <laughs> I was just looking. I'm like, I have mountaineering gear, too. Does, does no Zalara say that out loud? Um... Yeah, I think is well, she looking okay. through herself and she was like, still don't have a new sword. <laughs> yeah, I would actually. You're like, gosh darn it, we still didn't get me a new sword. Okay, but so, I have some pittance too. Yeah, um, so I have a extra short sword in my inventory. <laughs> um, so I will oh. give you a short sword. You'll see as Margarine's going through his pack, he'll kind of pull out of one of the like longer, kind of more protective pouches. He'll pull out the short sword and go here. I've got an extra one. I'm using the the flaming one from Hibonite's people. Uh, oh, perfect. Thank you. Unless you'd like a flaming longsword. <laughs> I don't think that's necessary, but it's just a normal... It's just regular up. old bog standard short sword. Yeah, I also have Pretty sure short swords throwing hammers as well. Yeah, long swords aren't monk weapons. So. Yeah, so that would play in with your different abilities more. Mm-hmm. So... I still have three light hammers as well. So if you ever if you ever need a light hammer, got one. So I'll have everyone start coming through first, and then uh, assuming someone to turn the, the dragon oh. small. Mm, well, Piatra, would you mind staying out here, or do you want to come with us? Whatever will be best. Um, how big is this? Here. How big is this corridor or this? Um, He's in a tight fit right now, just coming up the the crystal tower. It's it's huge as it is, but you know, like I said, he he kind of slithers into tight spaces like his uh, oh, his uh, home was before. So you know, he's used okay. to like tight spaces. So he's okay right now, but there's no way he's getting through that door okay. without some kind of polymorph. No, yeah, no, I, I was thinking more where I'm at now, but um, you know, because Wicker's oh, and abilities, he, he'll be able to if. If you could get him through there, even in his full dragon form, it would actually be a, a looser fit for him where you're at, Garen, than where he is currently. Okay. I, I don't want to get the poor dragon, like, in danger, though. Why did I say that? That I don't want to put the <laughs> dragon in danger. Um, yeah. I mean, because he, he's our he friend. Cannot, yes. Yeah. He cannot back up. He can barely back up now, probably. I mean, I'll, 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 I'll change him. I'll use the, some of this magic. And he does the air quotes. Magic. <laughs> I know. And I'll call him more. Okay, we're going to shrink you down now, Piatra, so that we can get through the door. Okay. He is now a squirrel. And his glasses hit the ground. Oh, yeah. I'll skip uh, them up. And that changes equipment <laughs> as well. Oh, wait, that does change his equipment. His glasses don't hit the ground. <laughs> it, it's a squirrel now with cool shades. <laughs> with cool shades. <laughs> I was. I make polymorph a lot stronger because you just turn someone into something and they lose all their equipment on them. Big bad yeah. suddenly becomes very, very manageable. Yeah, that's Delightful. true. <laughs> you just all instantly right. t uh, stop the spell and then you just laugh at the bad guy because he's naked. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> ah, emotional damage. <laughs> the dream from middle school has come true. <laughs> All right. All right. So, so as as someone comes through, oh, just cast Featherfall on us now. And so we can all just kind of float down. Are you saying we all float down here? <laughs> Welcome, Georgie. Um, you guys all float down Featherfall wise. As you do, you hear a woman's cries 
um, in the darkness. As you get to the ground, you find yourself in a large cavern. Once again, it still seems to be more soil than anything around here. And you realize that you're not alone right now. What you see is you're in one giant cavern. You see three offshoot rooms, um, three other caverns that you can see directly into, like little little nesting areas. You do see these giant in um, the far west or the far east side of the room. You do see this giant. It looks like a stuffed rabbit standing there, like it was a child's toy, large but moving. Um, and it just keeps saying. Stuffalopagus wants to love you. Stuffalopagus wants to love you. You can hear the cries of a woman beyond uh, beyond them. Everybody, I, I, well, uh, everybody with a passive perception over 15 can see there's a woman back there crying, kind of curled up in a ball um, in the mid, in the center room um, that is off of the main room that we see. So this is a giant, uh, I guess you could call it bunny hole that we're down in right now. Surrounding the, the big, and this is a large stuffed animal that we're seeing, we do see these creatures that look like they're little um, magical bunnies that are really just more facsimiles of true bunnies. Um, they're pink, they're soft, they're hopping around, and they don't seem to be made of anything too solid. So everybody go ahead and give me an initiative roll. Oh, it doesn't actually want to be our friend? It wants to kill us? <laughs> Who would have known? <laughs> well, after we couldn't fight his basilisk dragon, he's like, ah, you're fighting a bunny. I just, you know, I wanted to, it's... No, um. It's bizarro opposite land. If it yeah. says it wants to be your friend, it wants to kill you. If it R- says it wants to kill you, it wants to be your friend. It wants to love you. It didn't say it wanted to be your friend. You know, just <laughs> okay. So the formation for everybody at home is uh, we've got this giant bunny off onto the eastern side of this um, of this giant hole. Right behind him, we see an opening for the middle uh, side nest I mentioned before. We see two bunnies in there, and then we see the crying woman that we can assume is Camilla. We see two other bunnies in the other two um, caverns off to the side, and there are six right in front of Staphylopagus, who are um, really in the midway. Um, or mid midpoint of the cavern, heading toward our our heroes. So uh, we're gonna start. Yes, just because it's a, a, important. Is it still really dark in here? Or um, uh, no, it's lightened up. No, you you've got like normal. You're there's not like magical darkness. So all of you guys who have dark vision are able to see pretty well. Margaret doesn't have anything though, does he? N- no, Margaret or Cal, as far as I'm aware, satyrs don't get dark vision as well. Oh well, you guys are blind actually. Both uh, Margaret and I mean it is. It is, it is dark. It, it's light enough that dark vision will give you dark vision seeing if you have it, but the two of you, it's completely pitch black. You don't see anything I described. Um, Got it. So I think dancing lights last a minute. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, well, like as soon as I unsheath my sword, that's on fire. Oh, that's true. So, yeah, my, my sword range. is actively on fire, so I can at least see what's next to me. Um, that will be fine. Um, but some extra light would be awesome. Yeah. Because Margraine oh. has really bad eyes for a door. It's weird. Okay. Well, 
I was just thinking if it was that dark, um, I would have kept the dancing lights up because I don't, I don't know how long we were falling, but. The majority of that minute there, you you fell, but you can, uh, so it's just a concentration spell for the dancing lights? Yeah. Okay. Then those are up as well. So you guys are able to see, uh, though the lights are dancing, so you get this nice cool strobe-like effect where you see this giant bunny in the background. Um, actually, for you guys with dark vision, it's even trippier because you keep going from full color to uh, monochrome back and forth, and you just hear the bunny chanting, Staphylophagus wants to love you. Staphylophagus wants to love you. I just limited myself very much because <laughs> most of my spells are concentration. <laughs> All right, so let's start this turn. Uh, we've got Zalara of Senate El Noir leading us off the way it should be. Okay, so I'm going to give them something to love. I'm going to conjure some animals. I'm just trying to figure out which would be best. I go with a quarter. Okay. Ooh, giant badgers are only 2.5, 0.25. Okay. So they are going to conjure, or I'm going to conjure, how many of those? Eight giant badgers. <laughs> eight giant badgers. There's going to be, I'm going to send one after each of the big fluffy, no, yes, one after each of the fluffy pink things. Um, and then two after the big bunny. And those have a movement of, ah, I don't have giant badger, hold on, sorry. Uh, it should be 30 feet on a giant badger, and you, you can summon them 60 feet away from you. So they should be able oh, to... Oh, so I can uh, do that. Okay, so that's what yeah. I'm doing. So I'm, yeah, I'm summoning the giant badgers so that there is one on each of the pink ones and two on the big bunny. The two that are, like, on the big bunny, like, they have to move, I think, 10 feet to get there. But, uh, yeah, that's that's my action. And then they all get to multi-attack. Uh, so do you want me to roll them all together to see if they hit, or how do you, do you want me to roll eight? Um, <laughs> let's do it where, um, because we're, we've got so many different, like, small groups. Let's do it. So you're going to have basically four groups of attacks, right? So why don't you do four attacks? Okay. All right. So the first one, the bite is a nine. The claws are a 13 for the first group. Uh, going top down. Bite misses. The claws hit. Oh, the claws do hit? Oh. Oh, okay. I figured they both missed. These are these are chubby bunnies. They they're not they're very chubby bunnies. Yeah. yeah, they're not not difficult to hit. All right, so that does three points of damage. Um, each bunny that gets hit. So that's two bunnies with three points. Um, and then the second set, uh, the first one bites for uh, twenty-two, and then the claws are an eighteen. Okay. Okay, so the bite for that one is four points of damage, and the claws for that one are also four points of damage. And then group three is 18 for a bite, 16 for a claw. And that's the third group of the little bunnies since those both hit. So there's five points of damage for the claws and three points of damage for the bite on that third group. And then against the big bunny, there's two um, against one. So they got a nine for their bite and a 20 for the claw, which I don't know if those hit the big guy. This is the big, okay. So you're, you're tapping stuff up, I guess. So the 20 hits, but the nine misses. So for the 20, this is two attacks on it. Five slashing from both. So 10 altogether. Okay. And for the purposes of me, because I'm a mighty summoner, those are magical attacks, if that makes any difference. Ooh, yes. Thank you. Okay, so 
the three groups of the infantry um, um, hench peeps that are up there have all taken some damage, and then the uh, badgers have attacked the giant bunny stuffalopagus in the background as well for a whole five points of damage, doing um, uh, minimal. It looks like minimal damage to it. It doesn't seem to have noticed too much at all. Wasn't it ten points of damage because it's two attacks? Yes, yes, yes. You were correct. Ten points of damage. Apologies. All right. Still not, not looking a lot. too hurt. <laughs> Uh, okay, so that was my attack. Uh, I'm going to move off to the side, and I'm not going to use a... Yeah, I'm not going to use any kind of bonus action right now. Okay. But I'll just All run over right. here. Right. So you're ending your turn? Just running off to the uh, side. Cool. Garen, you are up right now. You just saw this this badger melee attack these peeps. By the way, every time they um, that you you saw the badgers attack the the hench peeps themselves, you see like white goo just go flying out everywhere. This soft goo just splattering against the, the walls and the ground. For posterity, by the way, we are playing on Easter weekend right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I figured instead of doing like, a, you know, a side holiday thing, why not just incorporate it into uh, our standard game? You know? Why yeah. not? Happy Sunday Jesus, everybody. <laughs> All right. Uh, first thing, I blade song, so I get an extra ten feet of movement, and then oops, take that off. Then I will move thirty-five feet away, or thirty-five feet towards one of the peeps, and do the blade part of my blade singing with the whip <laughs> and attack. You can have blades on a whip. I've seen that before. I could. I've, yeah. I played forty k. Really right. silly. Um, fourteen. Not practical to at all. <laughs> 14 to hit, and uh, yeah, if you're going for the, the that bunny there, the oh, infantry yeah, bunny, uh, you have, that definitely hits. Yep, that hits. Right. Infantry right. bunny. That is, uh, well, I guess the, the blade song counts as just whatever type of damage it is. So that's 12 slashing, or 13 slashing, sorry. What's and it look it's, like? It's magical. Oh. What does it look like as the hench bunny dies? Um, so it just erupts in a volcano of marshmallow and Oof. covers covers the badger and the other peep that it's around but I sidestep some of it real quick because that's icky. Okay. <laughs> and then I will attack the other one okay. as well. That's a 29 to hit for another 11 slashing magical. What's it look like as that one dies? Um, same thing. And then the badger eats it real quick. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Just in case, I'm going to back up five feet because I only went 35. You never know. Okay. And that's me done. Margraine S- S- Silverbeard. I've not usually messed up the last name, but there we go. <laughs> uh, so Margraine's going to start off by running up with his stumpy little legs. <laughs> Um, right behind Garen, and he's gonna go, aren't we even gonna try and talk with them? Um, and then he is going to use, since I'm so far away from anything, the only thing he could do was use Sacred Flame. Um, so he's going to use Sacred Flame, um, against the, the big bunny. So, uh, yeah, he is going to cast that. So the, uh, big bunny bunny needs to make a dexterity saving throw for me please against uh do you see what i got an 18 uh 16 so yeah, it passed yep. um so, it is good no damage on a on a pass so you shoot out your magical powers and it hops to the side definitely touching it are you sure right. we shouldn't be talking to this thing i mean i suppose we could but it said it wants to love us i don't think its idea of love is the same as ours are you done uh, 
yeah, yeah, that will be, um, yeah, that'll be Margrain done. He's done. All right. You see that um, it is now Stuffleupagus's turn. He, from behind the giant bunny, he pulls out what looks like a giant pick. This is a large-sized creature, except instead of a big metal head on it, it's got a carrot where the metal head used to be. Um, so he goes ahead and, first of all, everybody, let's see. I think the only people who really could do this genuinely would be Zalara and um, Garen. Go ahead and give me a perception roll. Uh, DC 13. Perception. 11. <laughs> What'd you get, Zalara? No, no. 25. There we go. All right, Zalara. Uh, as you look over there, you see where the damage that had been done to the uh, Staphylopagus before is, is, is fur flying everywhere, um, or it's fur flying everywhere. You now see that it seems to be filling in as if uh, the damage that the um, Badgers did is in, and that, uh, yeah, that the Badgers did is no longer there. Yep. So uh, it's going to go ahead and it's going to attack the Badgers. One, two, with its giant pick, um, its carrot pick. All right. So um, the first attack is a 21. It hits just a little. Okay, and it takes 18 points of piercing damage. Poof, it's gone. And the second one it gets uh, an attack of 24, which hits, and it takes 17 points of piercing damage. And it's gone. All right. Then um, Stuffleupagus is going to use his superpower here, if he can. Um, on a five or a six, he gets to use it. So he starts, instead of saying, um, uh, Stuffleupagus wants to love you, or whatever I was saying before. I'm sure it was that. <laughs> um it now starts chanting in some eldritch tongue. Oh, I got a two. It doesn't seem to go off. Okay, so that is the end of Stuffleupagus's turn. Now it is the hench peep carrot thrower's turn, which are the ones who are back in those other caves. So they're gonna go ahead and the one in the upper caves are gonna attack two of the badgers to begin with. And so we've got, oh, damn, these guys can throw. Um, I rolled exceedingly well. All right, uh, 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 a uh, 21 to hit a uh, badger. I know it hits. Eight points of piercing. Oh, it doesn't kill him. What? <laughs> okay. All right, and then an 18 to hit the other one, and once again, eight points of piercing. Okay. Yeah, they have 13 hit points, so. <laughs> okay, well, um, let's see what will be... All right, so we're going to go ahead and they're going to, one of those, um, ones who's next to Camilla in the center nest is going to go ahead and throw a carrot right at Garen. 18 hit Garen? No. Looking for 21. All right. The next guy's going to go ahead and do the same thing. Yep. And does a two. That definitely hits. That's a critical hit. Go ahead. Take uh, 12 points of piercing damage. Dang. And then I need you. Uh, oh, wait. So you got hit with 12 points of piercing damage. Uh, your movement is reduced by 10 until the start of Stuffy's next turn. No, I'm back to normal. All right. Um... Then we've got the bottom two who are the carrot throwers. Can they even reach you guys? Yep. Garen is... Well, this guy can actually hit Margrain, so he's going to try it. So the one who is, uh, uh, as I mentioned before, going to go ahead and do the carrot throw, the carrot toss um, for Margrain. Oh, my gosh. Does a 12 hit Margrain? I'm guessing not. No. Um, <laughs> yeah, about 10 less than you'd need. Yeah, I, I'd figure. And then the next one is a... Well, if it's 10 less, we definitely missed because that's only a 15. So those two missed. All right. We're going to go ahead and we're going to do the infantry peeps who are one, two. There's only four of those guys left. And they're going to go ahead and just try and bash on uh, the badgers right in front of them. Probably successful. Um, probably. Okay. So the first one attacks um, the badger that's 
down to, I, I guess we'd say, on the su southernmost portion first. Um, okay. That one hits for a 28, taking 12 points of piercing damage. So I guess it doesn't quite hit it. Not it quite! Very okay. dang close, but that's okay. And then, wow. uh, I can't get it to ping, but the, the one that's... Next one up. The next one up. Yeah, that one take, gets hit for 14. Does that hit it? Yeah, Okay, that take uh, nine points of piercing damage. Ooh, not dead. Okay. And then the top two get attacked with a 22, I'm guessing hits. Correct. And I'm guessing this is going to take all these guys out because they were only one point away, but five points of piercing. The next one gets hit at a 19 and takes six points of piercing. Does that kill them both? Yeah, because they both had five points left. Right. All right, cool. So that is it for the bad guy's turns. It is now uh, Wicker slash Calthorn Breach's turn. What are you up to, man? Uh, Cal's going to run over to the rest of the group because he doesn't like being on his own, especially when all the badgers at the top died. Um, he's going to turn and say, this is more of my granddad's magic. Uh, he's going to bonus action unsettling word on the big guy, mimicking the Eldritch speak it did in like a really derogatory sort of tone. Uh, that gives it a minus d10 to its next save, so we get a minus 5. Uh, I'm going to cast Disintegrate on it at level 6. What do I have so to roll? A, it's a um, dexterity save at minus 5. It needs to beat 18. Dear lord. Okay, let's see. If it doesn't beat 18, it takes 70 damage. Yeah, I'm going to take 70 points of damage. Holy crap. <laughs> if it kills it, it turns to dust. It doesn't kill it, but it hurts it. But everyone sees just this thin thin green ray just collect around um, Wicker's finger, then just zoop straight into the big thing. Wow. You Does did that, a lot like, of damage to it. burn all the fur off of this stuffed animal, <laughs> and now it's just like, it looks like one of those super worn, you know, bunnies? Like a, yeah. A naked animal exactly. sort of thing. They just look completely different without any fur. <laughs> Yeah. Somebody called a repair shop. We need to put some fur back on this bunny. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's first flying everywhere. It's mad at it. It's gross looking. It's not fun at all. Um, are you done? Or what, what else are you doing? Yeah, that, that's me done. Okay. Well, the bunny's pissed, and in response, it's going to use its legendary action to actually do its super special move, which it can do in response. Um, they don't like that. <laughs> so like go ahead. It starts chanting its eldritch um, a chant again, and it pulls out a piece of the dirt and shapes it shapes it into what looks like a ball. The ball is kind of oval shape, and then you see it becomes very colorful, very much like is an it, Easter egg. And it takes it, huh? Is it a spell? It's its ability. Um, That's not just it's, like a counter spell. If it's a spell, I can try and counter. It's not a spell. No, this is its. No, it's, it's definitely not a spell. Um, it takes its. Uh, it takes this and then launches it at you. Give me a, a DC eighteen saving throw. Uh, Dex saving throw, sorry. 25. Ooh, nice. All right. So, um, okay. So you go ahead and the saving throw uh, makes it and you are able to dodge out of the way of the colorful Easter egg, the colorful egg just, that's just, launched at you. Just a matrix dodge after doing like a finger, finger gun at it and then just you know, sliding back on the shoulder sort of thing. <laughs> Love that. All right. What are you up to now, Zalara of Sin Ilnor? Um, okay, so I'm running around the outside edge. So I'm going to go 30 feet and then moving around so I'm not just a sitting duck for things because that's burned me in the past. Um, and then uh, all my badgers are going. So this guy's moving up, moving up. Um, I think I'm just going to leave those two there. So, uh, but... That's my moving. And then I'm going to Lightning Staff. I'm going to do a couple of charges on that guy. Which guy? The, the big guy. That's okay. a DC 17 dexterity save. Well, I missed that dexterity save. Okay. 40 points of damage. Lightning damage. That's pretty good. And then my badgers go. So two of the badgers that ran up in front of Stuffalopagus? Yes. 
So, uh, they don't do jack, but that's okay. They attempt to bite and claw for a five and an 11, but that doesn't do anything. And then the other two that are still on the infantry bunnies are going to go and they have a 14 and a 15 for a bite and a claw. And that hits the infantries, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> By piercing and six slashing. The, uh, what does it look like as the badgers destroy these, these bunnies? Oh, they're biting their heads off, of course. Oh, yeah. That's good. <laughs> All right. And that is me done. Garen, you're up. What are you doing? All right. Um, inspired by Wicker's performance, I will also point my pew-pews at the giant bunny and disintegrate. And just because, I'm going to force it to fail and... He will take 81 damage. Force damage. Um, he's going to go ahead and choose to succeed after you force it to fail. Uh, oh, so I think we made some rules for that. So I think he just has to roll like normal. Mm-hmm. Oh. Remember we made we made rules for Cause, how cause my... Aaron's using yeah. his like, legendary thing to make it... Fit. Yeah. So basically I'm using mine, so now it's... okay. Cancel it out, so he just has to roll like normal. Son of a bitch, I got a 10. Okay. <laughs> 81 force damage. Dear God. It's a level six. <laughs> and there's, and if, if, if on a success, there's nothing done. So it's like, it's all or nothing on this thing. Yeah. And if that kills, it disintegrates those ones. Yeah. That, it didn't kill blood. it, but man, that hurt it. Between the two of the, the last three. one damage. Yeah. <laughs> and it has a regenerative, regenerative properties as well. This thing's nuts. Guys, like if you think about it, we could have just used like enlarge reduce or something, made it small, and then tamed it and given it to her in order to cure her depression. Okay, now she'll have no tools to handle her sadness. <laughs> maybe the bunny is making her sad. It's making me sad for sure. So um. maybe. Have you seen it? It's horrific. <laughs> All right, and then I will move out of the way. Um, see where my ship is there. Yeah. Okay. And then I'll move uh, off to the side, closer to two of the bunnies, um, just to not endanger Wicker and Margraine by being all clumped together. Yeah. Hopefully. I don't know. And then that's me done. I think I'm out of bonus stuff. Yeah. That's that's me done. So um, let's see. We've um, Margraine Silverbeard. It's your turn. Okay. So for my turn, I am going to run up to the nearest bunny and use my action to um, take two swipes at it with my my longsword. So first okay. swipe, uh, twenty nine. Yes, yeah, so that that hits the bunny. So it does seven <laughs> slashing damage and eight fire damage. Okay. What does and it look like as it burns up and dies? Um, you see, like, it cuts through it, and you can mm-hmm. hear the the sizzling as it's cutting through this, like, marshmallow center, and then mm-hmm. all you smell is s'mores, right? Like, it's just gooey and delicious looking, and, you know, yeah. 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 The, if the we smell had some chocolate of the, and some crackers, it would be great. Yeah. Mixed with the, um, the blood-curdling screams of this bunny. Um, <laughs> creates an interesting dichotomy of happy smells, great sense memory, um, and then the screams of death. I don't know if you've heard a bunny scream, but it's also a great sense memory. <laughs> Terrifying, yeah. Bunny screams are wild. Um, okay, and then for my bonus action, I am going to cast a spiritual weapon. So mm-hmm. that is going to pop up right next to the big bunny, and it will take a swing at it so 12 to hit probably doesn't hit uh, a 12 to hit the big bunny it does not not stuffle up i guess no okay and that's the the bonus action so yep that's gonna stay up but um it missed that's margaret okay. 
Well, um, Snuffleupagus not happy with what's going on. It's his turn. Um, he's got the spiritual weapon right next to him. He's, you know, looking a little bit better right now than he was before, but <laughs> not much. Um, and... He is going to go ahead, and first he's going to take, just annoyed by their existence, he's going to go ahead and just bash those two badgers in front of him to get him out of the way um, with his carrot pike, or carrot pick. Boom, boom. We've got, oh my lord in heaven, a 20? Yes, that hits. Okay. Um, go ahead, take 14 points of piercing damage. Poof. Uh, okay. And the next one, oh, uh, a 12. Like, I rolled a literal two. Yes. That hits? Okay. Go ahead and take 22 points of piercing damage. Poof. Gone. And then he's going to try and use his special ability as his third action. Got to get a five or a six. One D6. And I got a five. So he's going to be able to use that right now. He starts saying his eldritch whatchamacallit. Um, he's going to look at that guy who did him so much damage before, who would be uh, old Wicker. And he's going to form the... Uh, as he's chanting, he's pulling the um, soil apart. And it starts to become like stringy and long. It starts to look like a big mass of like fake grass. Except you can see that it's bladed. And he launches it it out towards Garen, or not Garen, but toward uh, Wicker. Go ahead and give me a Dex DC 18 saving throw, please. That's a 14. Yay, I get I'm to do my thing. Roll a five. Is there anything I can do to re-roll that? Any bonus? Um, no, you can't, for sure. <laughs> I mean, you had an inspiration last time. Did you use it? Oh, I didn't. Hey! <laughs> we remembered again. 29 crit! <laughs> He misses. <laughs> Sorry, Alex. It's not even damage or that. anything? Um, let me make sure. No, because I actually made it, uh, you know, I wasn't going to try and actually kill you guys this time. Um, what? Well, I have it, damage. It's kind of like not saber kind of spell. It's an Eastern miracle. Alex isn't trying to kill us. What? <laughs> and and I, mean, I think you're... Yeah, no, if you, uh, it's only on a saving throw fail, so. Oh. This is only based off of a CR12 creature, guys, so you should be okay. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Thank Kim. I figured out the specialty name for that move you've just pulled off now. It's Badger, 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 Badger. It's a monk. There you go. <laughs> okay, so we've got one hinge peep infantry left. He's going to go ahead and, um, you know, they're not, they're not the smartest. They're going to go ahead and move right next to the highly armored man and try and attack him. Um, he pulls out his little carrot and he's going to try and stab you with it. Uh, I'm guessing a 12 misses. Yeah. Okay. So that's the last of the infantry left. Um, we've got the two in the top nest who are going to use their their spray. So um, what they will do in this case is actually going to... Uh, Garen is closer to them, so they're going to both attack Garen. What you see happen is they pull open their chests. <clears throat> you see the gooey marshmallow inside um, out, and it starts spraying its way toward Garen. Um, <laughs> does a 16 hit, Garen? No. A 22? Uh, it would but I'm going to shield. Y'all suck. Um, <laughs> We're level 14. <laughs> I know. I just it. <laughs> All right. So those two miss. Um, two of them are going to... Two who are next to... Um, in, in the center one that are next to Camilla are going to go ahead and do the same thing, except they're going to focus fire on Margraine because he's the closest one. 21 hit Margraine? No. Yeah. <laughs> 
So I'm guessing an 18 doesn't either. And then finally, the, the bottom two are going to attack in the, in the third and final nest that's near the bottom. They are within range of Zalara, so they will be attacking her. 28, does that hit uh, Zalara? Yes, that does hit. Yay! <laughs> All right, take nine points of bludgeoning damage. Um, what is go the, ahead what am me, I being hit with? You're getting hit with a spray of marshmallow goo um, that the two infantry, or not, the, the two, like, carrot throwers does before. Does it count as a projectile? Is it? Yeah, yeah. it counts as a projectile. would work in that, then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally would. Okay, so if it is a projectile, I will use my reaction to attempt to deflect missiles. Um, so I need to roll 1d10 plus 8. Do, 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 do. No, I'm sorry, plus 12. That was my previous. Oh, deflect missiles, not arrows. What? I, I got the naming wrong. Oh, yeah. Uh, so that's a 20. So whatever damage is reduced by 20, does that reduce it to zero? Yes. Okay. <laughs> She catches so then, the slime. So I catch <laughs> it back. and I throw it back. Uh, oh. It's been a long time since I've used this. If you hold in one hand. Da, 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 da. You Is make it an small enough for her to hold in one hand? Yeah, she can hold in one hand. Okay. <laughs> okay, so I make it with proficiency. So I'm just going to pretend this is like a... Dexterity plus proficiency. So plus four. We'll just call it an unarmed attack. So that's a 17 to hit back at it. Yeah, it hits it. And then whatever damage it does, I don't know. So it, it does the same damage back? Is that what it is? Yeah, it counts as the same weapon. Yeah. So whatever. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. So you damage it pretty, pretty, pretty badly uh, with its own gill. <laughs> Um, and you can do that for both of them, or you did it for both of them. No, it's my reaction, so okay, that so it only do. It that once. was the first one. The second one, <laughs> I, um, well, I don't know if it's going to hit or not. Sixteen. No. Okay. So the second one misses. All right, and that is it for the hench peeps turn. Infantry and sprayers. All right, your turn, Cal slash Wicker. Off of the deck save I did, I have it like I did a roll underneath his weapon. Yeah. Just so I can come up and say, uh, I want to do unsettling the word again for great throw there, champ. <laughs> so he gets a, a minus six for his next save. No. I'm going to quick western like finger gun a level seven disintegrate into him. <laughs> Germany, Christmas, level seven. <laughs> less damage this time, which is annoying. Nice. So what's what do I have to roll? Uh, you have to roll a, a 18, but it's minus six to his save. Save. There's effectively a 24. That is literally impossible for me to do. I rolled a 21. I rolled the best I could possibly do and still failed. So, what does it look like as Stuffleupagus is destroyed? The beam hits him and he just, you know, like a Marvel film, just disintegrates into dust with the snap. And on the dust, we hear one last cry of Stuffleupagus wants to love And with that, we'll call the episode. Thanks for listening to Beholder's Eye, Season 3, Episode 26, Marshmallow of Madness. Hope you enjoyed the show. This was recorded the day before Easter. Um, we could have released an episode before Easter, so it would have been themed for you, but um, that's not who we are. Um, I guess if you're Orthodox, hey, not too bad. Only off by one day, so Kalo Pasha to you. Um, but yeah, hope you guys enjoyed this silliness. Please leave us a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't forget to join us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Beholders iPod. You can follow us on Twitter at Beholders iPod. You can follow Kim, who plays Alara at Mets Girl. Ryan, who plays Cal slash Wicker at Duff Duff the Third. Sam, who plays Margrain and Mole at Samslot 007. And Ben, who plays Garen at Miro4D2. Thanks, and we'll see you next week. All editing and music effects done by spicy yet sumptuous Sam Canary.
Music from filmmusic.io. Curse of the Scarab, Our Story Begins, both by Kevin MacLeod. Skaga, Cockroaches, both by Alexander Nakarada. License under Creative Commons.org slash licenses slash by slash 4.0. All sound effects by zapsplat.com. Please check the show notes for further details.